Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon, I got Brett, and I got Kyle here with me, or should I say I got Kyle and I got there Brett we go. here with me. <laughs> and then we have a very special guest, co-host of our sister podcast, actually he's not the co-host, he is the host <laughs> of our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories. Welcome to the show, John Hino. Welcome, John. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you on, especially because of the topic that we're talking about today. Uh, recently, we've been going through a series on Ephesians and Stronger Together, but uh, at the beginning of the month, we have our multi-generational service, and so we take a break from that, and this month, for our multi-gen service, we had Testimony Sunday, so we thought it's very appropriate to have John come on as the host of Catalyst Stories, which is all about just different testimonies from people in our church and sharing about their experiences with the Lord. And so we wanted to have John come on and share and talk about testimony as our Bible reading plan last week was about testimonies, especially the testimony of the woman at the well and how she met and interacted with Jesus and how that actually influenced all of Samaria in, in turning to Jesus. And then uh, also with Testimony Sunday this past Sunday, we thought, yeah, we just need to have John on. So, John, we're excited to have you and excited to hear what you have to share about testimonies. Awesome. So, But, John, how does it feel to be on that side of the table where you don't have the controls right in front of you? You're at the mercy of Damien. Is that, is that, is that comforting? or <laughs> No. It's, as I was sharing before, I, I, I feel like I'm in your living room here. Oh, okay, I mean, all right. It's so so it, it, it's great. When I listen to Engage to Flourish, I I, I love the, the stories and I love your insights, but I also love the sense of humor that you guys bring too. The, 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 dare, do I dare say entertainment value? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brad, we gotta, so be, on, we gotta be on guard. I think John might be throwing some stuff at us today, <laughs> yeah. so we gotta be ready. <laughs> John's voice though is, per is like made for... Uh, when you're driving in the car and <laughs> if you turn on Callous Stories or something and you hear him, just his voice, it's like, oh man, that's, it's like iconic. It's just yeah. made, made for that. <laughs> well, at one time, John, you thought you wanted to be a radio host, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I could see that. I could totally hear years that. ago. <laughs> um, okay. So this past uh, week in our Bible reading plan, we read the story about the woman at the well, right? And how she encountered Jesus and how, you know, for that time period, it was very unique for uh, a woman, especially like her, who had been living in sin uh, in the community, to be approached by a man, be talked to by a man. And so Jesus' interactions with her and his grace toward her was very significant. Uh, but something that stood out to me towards the end of the verses that we read uh, it just was really highlighted to me, and I thought it was something that we could spark some conversation today. So if we go back to our Bible reading, it was John chapter 4, and I'm going to read from verse 39, and it says, From that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who had testified. So when Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we heard for ourselves, and we know this one is indeed the Savior of the world. Mm. So I think one of the reasons that it stood out to me was because when they originally heard about Jesus from the woman, there was something like a spark of interest mm. in them, right? But then really what made them believe was they came to Jesus, they interacted with him, and that was really how everything changed for them, right? And so I think for us sometimes when we think of testimony, we think of it as something like, oh, it's our job to use the testimony to evangelize and get them to make a commitment. But really, a lot of times, it's the introduction to Jesus, right? And so it's to spark the interest in them of who Jesus is, and then we get to introduce them to who Jesus is and let them start the relationship with the Lord. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> when you were reading it, it made me think of kind of levels of faith. Like they had some faith in what she was saying. There's credibility like, okay, they know her. and I think they could probably see some transformation or like something significant happened to her. Like she's different. So I think there's some level of faith there. But that's, I would say that that would be more of a shallow faith. They needed to hear from Jesus and go deeper and, and interact with him. Um, so, you know, they had that personal interaction, but then with people that we share with, like they can go into the Bible and they can have the the spirit uh, interact with them through the words. They can, the spirit can speak to their, their heart too, but they need more than 
they need more than that, uh, more than just a testimony. But like you said, I think it's a good, it's an introduction to spark some interest. Yeah, to me, what was highlighted in that story and also with, with what was shared on Sunday was that the testimony is not just one single event, that the testimony can be made up of many different events. And as Ruth had talked about the chain link, um, and, and here's the other thing for me that was highlighted, that they're all so important. They, there is not one event that is less important because, you know, they weren't the one to lead them to Christ in the end. So, you know, Kyle, what you were sharing about you having Bible studies with the high schoolers mm-hmm. and, and playing poker with mm-hmm. them and, and um, uh, giving that introduction is so important. And um, what I got out of Ruth when Ruth was sharing about that chain link, mm-hmm. that it's being obedient and willing to just go and share regardless of, uh, of, of what the outcome is, mm-hmm. and God can still use that anyway. I think the other thing that that I, I think of on top of on top of that is that woman. I feel like, or my guess would be, people probably didn't pay her much mind or attention, mm-hmm. um, or I don't know, like if her word or whatever carried much weight, um, especially in the times. Even you know, a, a man talking to a woman it was seen as different. So to, the fact that she got to have that interaction with Jesus. And then when she goes back, like you're saying, how there is a level of influence. There's something different mm-hmm. where people are listening or believing and and um, having some sort of interest or they're, they're hooked. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, there is something to what she's saying. Mm-hmm. I think even in that, knowing that the power of um, the events that, that take place in our lives that Jesus is a part of, like there's it, it's greater than just us telling a story about something that happened, but there's this, everybody has this like internal longing for something more. And so when something is shared, like a testimony, I think sometimes it piques that interest that some people don't even know. Mm. And then it's like, wait a second, I want to experience that for myself too. And then, you know, by the end of the the passage we, we read, like once they got to experience it themselves, it's like, oh no, I know this is legit. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to something that you said, John, about the chain link. I think that's that's really important, especially in our terms of, you know, I, it was this week that Ross talked about moving towards a season of evangelism too, right? Or just Yeah, just em- emphasizing it, yeah. That we're emphasizing evangelism a little bit more. And I, I think a lot of times when we think of evangelism, we think about it in terms of we got to get someone to say yes. We got to get mm-hmm. someone to say yes to Jesus. But, you know, John, in what you're sharing about the chain link and kind of what Ruth's testimony was on Sunday Mm -hmm. was that there are so many pieces to the puzzle that lead up to someone saying yes. And that if we take out some of those links in the chain, it actually hinders them from getting to that point where, where they're going to say yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we might not get the result, but we might just be a part in the process. Right. 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 And so I think, I think that's a really good perspective for us when we think about evangelism because I think that's something that hinders people from sharing their faith with others is because it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get them to say yes. So I I don't know if I should step into that. But if we look at it as I'm just a piece in the puzzle and if I don't step into that, maybe they're not going to get to that yes. Yeah, absolutely. And what was interesting was when Ruth was sharing her testimony on Sunday, I had a flashback to me in high school, because I had a, a really good friend that I would share Jesus with, and he would ask me a lot of questions, and a lot of them I couldn't answer, or I felt like I didn't give the answer that I wished in hindsight I had given. And fast forward many years later, I get a call from this friend, and he says to me, he says, John, I received Jesus, and I'm letting you know that I want to be. Uh, I want you to come to my baptism. Mm. And he said, "You know, all those years that you talked to me about God, about the Lord. Um, you know, I I know it seemed like I was closed, but the thing that I appreciated, and he's telling me all this. I he, he says the thing I appreciated the most was that you were still my friend, mm-hmm. and you didn't shut me out 
um, you still remain my friend. And I'm here to tell you that 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 influenced me, and uh, and that really taught me um, just again that the the importance of of being genuine and sharing our faith and and leaving the results up to God, as as you said. Yeah, I think it's it's easy to want to be the person that sees the fruit or the giant change, but part of our faith has to be that, um, you know, just as uh, each of our uh, journeys of faith, it, it's been a journey or a process. For someone who doesn't know God or is, is new or just curious, like it's not going to be just after one night or one instant, then everything's all different. I, I think it's a, like you said earlier, it's, it's a, it's a numerous amount of events that take place that build this long testimony that build this story. And so we just all have to do our own part. Uh, if God's calling us to like you to talk to, talk to your friend, okay, then that's kind of like your job. That's your role. That's your part. And then later on, who knows, you know, hopefully we, we all get to witness or be a part of some of those quote unquote end products or those big moments where it's like, wow, there, there was a significant change. I didn't know what I was doing before, but I get to see the difference. Um, but if not, you have to trust that, you know, I'm just helping plant seeds or I'm just helping nurture or I'm just helping grow or I'm just being another voice that they can encourage them to um, come to know who God is. Yeah, I really like this perspective that we're talking about here where testimony and evangelism and all of these kind of big words, big topics that we're talking about, really it points to journey and it points to um, not just a destination or not just one significant event, but a lot of it is the the culmination of a bunch of different events, right? If we Mm -hmm. look back at our woman at the well story, there's so much to her story that led her to that point where she was sitting at the well by herself in the middle of the day, right? Like if she hadn't gone through some of the other marriages or those other things, she might've just been with the other women coming early in the day and she would, might never have met Jesus. And not to say that she needed to do those things in order to meet Jesus, but those were some of the parts of her journey that led up to her being there in that time at that place when she was able to meet Jesus. And so her testimony wasn't just that moment at the well, but it included all of those other pieces to the puzzle too. And so I think I really appreciate kind of this perspective that we're all talking about, about how testimony, it's not just this one significant event that changed my life, but it's the culmination of the events that led up to that, that event too and included in there. Um, I think another thing that stood out to me was, um, well, it highlights the word persistence, that Jesus was persistent because I, I was – I was really intrigued how the woman, she tried to divert um, stuff away from her and she'd, he'd be like calling her out on something. Well, yeah, but what about this? And she would try to redirect. <laughs> no, I was just saying, it, the, the part was smiling at me. Because so the part, Jesus, I mean, he, I mean, Jesus is Jesus, so he could do whatever he wants. Right, right. But he straight up just calls her out and says, like, no, like about her husband. Right, right. Oh, oh. you don't got a husband. You got five. five. He's right. just like, Dude, that's what a savage. But <laughs> right, but he's Jesus, so. But even like that, and leading up to it, there's all these times where she's trying to divert, mm-hmm. and so like like uh, Ruth on Sunday shared how she shared about Jesus with her friend, and the friend's like, now now I now I really don't want to, <laughs> I don't really don't want to know Jesus, or basically that that type of thing. Like she almost turned her off, but then she found out later that she um, accepted the Lord at a later time. But it's. Um, the reason I bring it up is because sometimes I think there is those just one moment thing, like, oh, we're just supposed to share one thing. But I think Jesus highlights, too, that there's times where we're supposed to, like, well, like especially when it's somebody that you have a deeper relationship with and you can go there. Or I guess in this one, she, he didn't know her. But um, but he highlights that it's okay to press further and further because if the if you just let the person put their defenses up, then you're not, you're not getting them to... Um, be challenged in that deeper place where that's, that's where they're going to, you know, make more of a decision. 
Yeah. I see I see you nodding, John. Yeah, well, when you said the word persistence, I, I thought of Nancy Aizawa's uh, mm. testimony that she shared about how she kept praying for her dad oh, yeah. every yep. day yep. Um, and, and, and relentless in, in, in her prayer. And, uh, you know, I, I had another flashback because m- my dad, mm. who became a, a Christian in Hawaii, became a Christian because there was a uh, a missionary that kept coming time and time again. And my dad's, uh, he was very young at the time. They were out playing, uh, playing ball and they would always brush him off time. And, but he would keep coming back. And when my dad shared his testimony, he said they were so persistent. They never gave up. And, and it made him think there, what, you know, there must be something more to this because this guy keeps coming back mm. and loving me. Even mm. though me and my friends are rejecting him, mm. he keeps coming back. Mm. And that's what got, piqued his curiosity. I, I so. think that's a good reminder, too, that the persistence doesn't have to be the physical interaction, you know, like the yeah, face-to-face. Yeah. Yes. It, it, persistence in prayer um, mm. is just as powerful, yeah. And I think that's something that's kind of lost in our society today is that is that persistence, right? I think mm-hmm. it's not a value mm-hmm. as it used to be. Uh, you know, everything's coming so easy to us nowadays. Everything is, you know, on-demand movies, on-demand uh, entertainment, on-demand. So building that muscle of persistence, is, is not, it's not very strong for a lot of people. So I think that's something that uh, as we talk about, it's like, yeah, that's something that we need to strengthen for us because the world does not value that and so for us as believers that's something that we need to be intentional about cultivating in our lives so that we can continue to be persistent in those times where there's so many things that are easy and calling us calling us to them because they're easy but the lord wants us to be persistent and to, and to have some grit mm-hmm. i almost forgot a, a testimony story that i that i got to share um so in the forge for christmas all of the middle schoolers, they got some gifts. Um, they got um, two gift cards. One was um, to like Target and the other was a different food restaurant spot. And so they were all stoked when I gave them their food one. They were like, oh, I got In-N-Out. Oh, I got Raising Cane's. Oh, I got Chick-fil-A. Who wants to trade? You know, they were yeah. making <laughs> deals. But the catch was I was giving them another gift card. And at first they were like, why are you being so nice to us? Like, <laughs> wh- what is going on? Like, you spent this much money on us and stuff like that. And I told them, you know, in this season of of gifts and giving and receiving, like it's easy to receive, but I want us to be able to give. And so I told them before they could use their food gift card on themselves, they had to give the other gift card to, to somebody else. And they were like, okay, I'll just give it to my best friend. I was like, no, we're going to try to focus on giving it to someone who doesn't know God or, um, you know, it could be like your neighbor. It could be whoever. I want you guys to get creative with it. And so I got to ask them the past couple weeks, like, how many of you have done it? Because it was a integrity thing. I wouldn't know if they yeah. didn't follow uh, the, the idea that I had. But um you know, it was really cool because they found some creative ways to mm-hmm. give it out. A lot of them said they were a little nervous, but after they did it, they were like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Like somebody uh, gave it to someone like at the drive through. Like so when mm-hmm. they went wow. and they ordered and when they went to pay, they gave that person oh, nice. that was giving them the gift card. And they just told them that they wanted God to bless them. Mm-hmm. Somebody else went to the store and gave it to somebody there. Mm-hmm. Somebody else when they were... um with their parents' grocery shopping, mm. they gave, decided to give it to the cashier. Mm. Wow. Somebody gave it to their neighbor. So it's really cool to, to hear them step out in that way and the testimony of them sharing. And, and you could tell there's a little bit more confidence in mm. like, mm. okay, I was able to do that. Because at first when I told them, they were all like, oh man, I'm never going to be able to get to use my <laughs> gift card. But um, And it's cool because the other thing is, some of them haven't even used the gift card for themselves yet, mm. but it was just like, mm. I know I'm supposed to give this away. Or I'm so, I, Uncle Brett told me I had to do, or I should <laughs> do this I, with a strong encouragement. So I'm going to do it. But um, that was a cool testimony that I got to hear mm. that. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely translated in, into my life in, in certain things that I've been doing. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm just proud of them, and it's cool to hear. And, and some of them are like, I still have to do it. I'm going to do it. But, um, 
I just thought it was cool that it kind of fits with the testimonies and, you know, talking to strangers or, or blessing mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, I think cool. that really fits into what we've been talking about in terms of being one piece of the puzzle or one one link in the chain because it's not like they're saying, oh, you need to believe in Jesus and I'll give you this this gift card, but it's an opportunity just to just to bless them in in you know, from the Lord and who knows what's going to come of that later down the line. It's like, oh, that something might be highlighted to them like, oh, I remember that one time that I was having a bad day and you know, this kid came up to me and gave me this gift card and I just really felt blessed. Like, what was that all about? And then that could be part of their journey to coming to the Lord. So I think that's really cool that you're challenging them in those ways and, and really using that because who knows what the testimony is going to come from later down the line. We probably will never know because I'm sure they might not even ever see those people again. So I'm I'm thinking that we have listeners going like, okay, that's that's cool. That's you guys can do that, but I can't do that. That's too hard. Or it's how do you do that and spur of the moment? How do you know when the when God's prompting you? Like, what's it like? And how do you how do you get past the nerves? Or how do you get past the doubts or the fear? Um, I th- and I think it's it can be either a spur of the moment thing or even somebody that it's a family member and it's like it's awkward or, or something like that. So like, what would you guys say to the people that are listening that are like eh, that's just, that stuff's just too hard? Like, yeah. how how do you take the first step? What do you do? Yeah. So yeah, for for, for me personally, what what works is I go in with the mindset saying that it's not about me. Because I, I think for me, what the times that I get nervous or I, I maybe want to chicken out is when I make it about me. How will I look to the person, yeah. to the other person, or what will they think about my story? And then I realize that it's really not about me. It's about what God is do, has done, mm-hmm. what, what he's done in my life, what he's doing in our lives. And when I take that out of it, it's amazing how it takes the pressure off. And I realize that, that no, if I make it about God, then now my focus is where I think it should be. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can give glory to what, what he's done, and it mm-hmm. becomes about him. And, and it almost seems like at that time, for me at least, a, a burden is lifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. For me, um, I, I agree with that. It, it's getting outside of yourself. But another thing, too, I, I think I sometimes make it, bigger than it is Mm. and so sometimes i need to almost like trick myself and like focus on um just the task at hand or just something small just to get myself to do it Mm -hmm. and then afterwards after you do it you either come to the epiphany like oh it wasn't that bad or oh okay i could do some this next time but sometimes if i think like okay i'm gonna talk to this person or i'm gonna then you start thinking well what are they gonna say Mm. oh wait then what am i gonna and then it starts ballooning right and it's like it hasn't even happened yet you don't even know if that's gonna happen and so um that's one way and the other way um recently i've been noticing that sometimes um i've been doing I, i i i've been labeling in my head doing the opposite meaning like so sometimes I get worried about like finances, right? And and I try to, you know, I pray, say, okay, God, I trust that you'll provide. I, I've seen your provision, but sometimes it still worries me or, or, or bothers me. And so I know sometimes, you know, there's been, there's been testimony at our church where people are like, okay, if I'm scared to do this, like, I think that's what I'm like, God wants me to mm. do, like do the opposite almost. And so um, recently I've been, um, using finances to try to bless other people mm-hmm. and not trying to make it transactional where it's like, okay, God, if I do this, mm-hmm. then you will, um, you know, bless me. But it, it's more like helping me loosen my control or idea on it. And so um, I drive by the, the Freedom Center at least two times a day mm-hmm. And we're not in the hood, but there's there's quite a bit of uh, people without homes around here. Yeah. Not not to make anybody feel uncomfortable or not safe, yeah. um, but there's like a couple of people or groups of people that I see like probably every day, three times a day, mm-hmm. two times a day. If I go to the market, it's more. And 
you know, there's always something in me that's like, you should do something. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, most of the time I'm in my car or like, what can I do? And then I start thinking about, well, it, it caught like, I don't want to just get the money or mm -hmm. it costs too much to da, 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 da. So then I, you know, that's like the overthinking or the, ah, I'm worried, I'm worried about, we got to pay for this. So I don't know. So I've been saying, you know what, forget it. Next time I go to the market, like I'm going to buy an extra thing of food or Mm -hmm. so the first time i did it i was kind of like oh, like i don't want Brittany to get mad like why are you spending extra money but uh, when i told her she was totally cool with it and so after i did it the first time it was like oh like this is it, it's bigger than me mm -hmm. if, I, if i could just bless somebody or help somebody like i'm in a position that that i, I could be very fortunate to be able to do this and so um i've done it a couple of times now and i feel like it's of this season where i'm in where i feel like god wants me to do that and so since i'm around here all the time i i i'm even thinking of how i can evolve into something bigger but that's helped me um kind of combat that like wall where i'm like it's too hard or i don't think i could do it or it's too much mm -hmm. or what are they going to think or i don't have the resources it's mm -hmm. i'm just going to focus on this this small thing or if i'm afraid because my money it's like okay, we'll just go buy a sandwich for them, mm -hmm. you know, do something that that's more, I guess, reasonable or capable in your mind. And then when, after you do it, it, it's like, oh no, okay, that, that I'm able to get around that obstacle easier than mm -hmm. before. I, li I like how you're, you're really taking a, like a pre-step, right? Yeah. By just going to buy the food and you have it in your car or whatever, it's like, you've already committed. Like I'm, I'll, I'll do it when the opportunity's there instead of like, and the opportunity jumps in front of you and it's like, uh, no, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're already kind of prepared. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, God, when's the opportunity? Well, okay. The funny story is, and, and I was telling Damon was, <laughs> I was just going to ask I, you about that. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got to bring some humor into this. Let's go. Let's no. Go. Okay. So there's this one guy that I see and he's, he has a dog with him mm -hmm. and, and I don't know about you, but when, when I, when I'm sitting in my car and I see, you know, a homeless person or someone with a dog, I'm like, well, one, how did they get the dog? <laughs> And then two, if they don't have a home for themselves or like food, how do they feed the dog, mm -hmm. right? And so I'm like, dang. And I, I, I saw this guy for a week straight, mm -hmm. multiple times a day. And I'm like, every time I see him, you know, I almost feel ashamed. Like, dang, like nobody's helping him. It's kind of rainy. Like, okay. So I was like, next time I go to the market, I'm going to walk through the pet aisle, mm -hmm. grab some food, grab him some food, right? I, I see him on the way to the market. So I'm like, sweet, he's there. I go and buy the stuff. When I come out and drive back out the same way, he's not there anymore. Mm. Like, dang. So I come home. My wife's like, why'd you, what is it? Why you have that sandwich? And I was like, well, there's this guy that I see like every day and, and I, I want to give it to him. She's like, oh, that's nice. So I was like, just don't forget tomorrow when you go in the morning. So I'm like, all right. Every morning for like a week and a half, I would come in and I would tell Damon, have you seen this guy? Because I see him like every day. Damon's like, yeah, I seen him. And I was like, he hasn't been here every single day. And I was like, the day that I went in to buy him stuff, he's gone. Mm. And he hasn't been here for a week. And I've, I, every day I put it in the fridge, like when I come to work and or when I go home so that it stays good. I'm not going to give him anything spoiled. Mm. Every day he hasn't been here. And so I was kind of like, what the heck, God? Like, okay, who am I supposed to give this to? And I ended up being able to give it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. But I just thought it was so weird when I bought it specifically for that guy that I had seen. He's nowhere to be found. I've even looked for him, like driven up and down mm -hmm. the different streets. And I, can't, and I can't find him. And so, I mean, I hope he's all right. But it was just like. I was just laughing after I bought the stuff and then he was gone. I was like, of course, after I, I finally do something, he's gone. But then it gave me a new mission to find somebody else to give it to. Yeah. I think it's also cool to see how kind of the, your intended purpose of it was to like loosen your grip on the financial control thing, right? To say like, Lord, I want to give you my finances. So I want to help these people out. But just to see how your heart has grown for, people in their situation, right? And especially for that one guy, right? Each day well, after you'd come in, you'd be like, I hope he's okay. Like your heart has grown for this this man and the dog, right? And it's not just dealing with the financial aspect, but it's like, wow, I really, I'm starting to care about making sure that he's okay and 
hoping that, you know, nothing bad happened to him too. So it was cool to see how your heart has actually grown in this whole process too. And, and not in addition to the other things that you were kind of hoping for too. Well, okay. I, I'll, I'll say this. I want to evolve it into something and I have an idea. Maybe when the weather gets better, I don't know, like legal aspects or whatnot, but I mean, everybody who comes to the Freedom Center probably knows you see quite a bit of uh, homeless people. I think I want to do some kind of event or some type of day where uh, we go and pass out stuff. Or I don't know if Coles will let me just set up like a table in the parking lot somewhere mm-hmm. and, um, you know, pack. I mean, whether it's we go buy stuff or even if it's leftovers or just like stuff we have that's like, bagged or we don't use and and turn it into some kind of event or outing where it's like there's like I mean I could probably count five people I know when I leave right now where I'll see people and so it's like that is a that is an easy way to give back and so I'll probably encourage the forge or try to do something we'll have an event day or something but I mean I don't want anybody getting arrested or not or nothing <laughs> so I'll make sure that everything's all legal and stuff but I think it definitely has grown to like it's easier like I was surprised at how easy that was to do I used to not want to deal with that or I tell Bernie just <laughs> ignore them or don't you know don't give them money or whatever but now it's like okay there's there's ways that we can, I, I can help and I can give back and bless others. So do you, do you have interaction with them? Like, do you, some of them share words and I, some of them I, I can't because it's like they're standing on the median or the right, island. And right. so I roll down my window and I just tell them like, you know, God bless you. Or I hope this blesses you. And a lot of them are just very thankful. Mm-hmm. One person I, I did get to go up to and I just said, Hey, like I was wondering if I, if I could give this to you, like, I just hope this blesses you and, and you're able to, you know, enjoy it and stuff. And then they were just very grateful. They're just always very grateful. Mm-hmm. The, and some of them check it and kind of are like looking at, looking at it. And then the guy, as I was driving away, he even like looked up and gave, was like standing up and giving me an extra thumbs up. So it's just little things like that. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had the time to talk to them more, but that's why I felt maybe if it was more like a designated time rather than just, Oh, on my way home or to the market, mm-hmm. Um, I could, but yeah. Yeah. It's like an intro step, but yeah. then there's other things that could come in the future. Yeah. yeah. So if you're listening out there and that's something that piques your interest too, come talk to Brett and see if you want to be involved in something like an event to help out people that are, uh, in a little bit di- more difficult situation. Definitely. All right. So I guess it's my turn to answer Kyle's question mm-hmm. now that we've Kind of sorry, I took that. I took a long time, Um, but I think really one of the things that it highlights to me is uh, how much we need to cultivate our being able to hear God's voice, right? And so when we're in those situations, it's really what does the Lord want me to do? And so how do we know what the Lord wants us to do unless we hear from Him, right? And so that's one thing that I really appreciated about coming up in our what did we we decided to call them kingdom classes, right? Kingdom classes. So pretty soon we're going to be offering kingdom classes uh, where one of the classes is going to be Pastor Barry is going to be doing a Mm. hearing God's voice boot camp. So if that's something that's difficult for you or if you've never heard from the Lord uh, or if you might have heard from the Lord a long time ago and it's been a while and you just need a refresher, like Pastor Barry is going to be teaching this class and giving a lot of opportunities to try it out and experience and practice hearing from the Lord. And I really feel like that's going to be a a real key for us in some of these situations is saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? And being able to hear from him and then step into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gain confidence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good listening to you guys. Um, Like I was reflecting on the Bible study I shared about with my uh, nephews and their, their high school friends. And I think I went into it with a different, there were still nerves, like, uh, what am I getting myself into? But it, it was like what John, what you were saying, like it's it's beyond me. It's not about me. But it was cha- it was challenging in the sense that it was uh, 
I did that. I did like a short video thing. It was like a 10 minute video to just to spark some stuff. And it was more informational. But then at the, afterwards, I really found they gravitated towards like just open Q and a, so I, I put myself out there like, okay, <laughs> I, you can ask me questions. And it was like, there are some hard questions. And it was like, what, why is there evil? Or does, does God send people to hell? And it's like, why does he do that? And it just, but I felt like it was, a ch- it was challenging, but I felt like the Lord gave me stuff to say. It wasn't like, wow, I've never thought of that before. Like that kind of thing. It was just, he gave me confidence to, to and confidence to say like, you know what? I, that's a hard one to explain. I, I don't know. It's, it's just, sometimes there's things that are uh, God's uh, above us in a way that we just, we don't, we don't understand it fully. Mm. And that's just part of faith. You know? And so just in going that way, it, and before I think I would have freaked myself out, like what you were saying, Brad, like I would have got to like, oh, what if all this stuff happens? Oh no. Okay. I'm not going to do that. But I found like I committed to do it. I went there and then I was just more, it was more about the obedience part. Right. And it was challenging. I was sweat. It was hot too. It was in the summer, <laughs> no air conditioning. And, but it was, I was sweating in a sense of just the nerves, but I really felt afterwards, like I have, I felt at peace about it too. Mm. Like, you know what? Those kids, they just had genuine questions and yeah. I was genuine in myself and not trying to over, over promise or, or, or say things that I didn't understand. But I mean, it was just, I was, okay, I, I brought my computer out and I was trying to find, I wrote down the questions they asked, but I, th- I don't know where, it, I think it's on a different computer, but they asked, uh, oh, we went over one video was about who Jesus is. And it's about Jesus. Uh, he's the Christ, which means the Messiah, the savior. And then one kid, I, we went around, it's like, oh, what's one thing you learned about um, from the, what's one thing from the video that stood out? And the one kid goes, oh, I always thought Christ was his middle name <laughs> or, or, or his last name or something like that. And it's like, I didn't know that meant that uh, he was Messiah or Savior. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, if you don't grow up with that, like, it's just, you just hear those two go together, right? First name Jesus, yeah. last name Christ. Right. <laughs> and just, but simple things like that, it was like, oh, yeah, there's just, there's just like a, a lack of knowledge, right? And so yeah. some of the questions were just very basic and foundational. But then there was the challenging ones, too. And it was like, you know, these, these kids have like an, a hunger for, okay, what else is there? Because it's there seems to be more than just what I'm going through. Yeah. 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 I, I love the word that, that use commitment, you mm. know, your willingness and commitment mm. to just go and leave the results up to, up to God, even if there, you know, there's some difficult questions. And yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, Brett, when you shared about getting the sandwich, I felt mm. like that sandwich could have rotted, but yet your, your willingness to just take that step and, and like you were saying with the kids of the forge that, you know, that act of giving the gift card away, how it's, you know, Damon used the word building that muscle, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, going back to, you know, like Sunday and the testimony sharing, I just think, gosh, you know, those testimonies that we have are meant to be shared. And, and, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of talk of the uh, talk Sunday about being that light on the hill, the Matthew five fourteen that that um, Barry was sharing, I think reading the letter from Jess uh, mm-hmm. of being the the light on the hill, and I think that sharing our our faith and sharing our testimonies is is one way to be that light on the hill, right? Because our our testimonies are are the evidence mm. of of what God has done in our lives, and they're not only the hope for us, but they can be the hope for other people mm. that, you know, like uh, going back to the, the woman on the well, as you were sharing, Brett, that, that you know, yes, ultimately the townspeople came to know Christ on their own, but it was that spark that the woman at the well shared, as you were sharing the verse, Damon, you know, that many people came to know the Lord mm. as a result of this woman's testimony, that that was the, maybe the first time they heard about, about God, and that started the spark, so... Um, I think that that was so key. Yeah, I, I think I think the 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 text that Barry um, shared from Jess was really a good reminder that it it takes like a a, a shift of your mindset. Mm. Like she just wanted to be like, okay, how can I be a light today? Like, but if yeah. you have to kind of you have to rewire yourself to be thinking like, where, where can I be a light? How can I be a light? And then the, the testimonies will come from that, right? It's not like what, what kind of testimony can I create today? It's like, just where can I be a light? And that it could come from, yeah, just like a simple act of giving somebody food, even without talking to them. But it could also come from, yeah, like a, a coworker just, just needs a, a somebody, a listening ear, but then you can also 
give comfort and things like that, right? The, the last thing that comes to mind when it comes to uh, testimonies or evangelism or anything in that aspect, <clears throat> I think we often, you know, we're, we're told like, okay, I'm supposed to go talk to this person or some sort of action or whatever it is. And I think we automatically almost get into like performance mode. Mm. And we are like, this has to go perfect yeah. because I'm a representation of first name Jesus, last name Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and if I don't, it's going to turn them away. But I don't think Jesus expects, or there is no like, okay, I guess it could go bad, but there's no like, oh, you didn't do it perfect, so it's not going to work or right, it didn't right, fulfill right. its purpose. It's more about like just doing it to a certain degree, like okay, say you fumble your words, say you don't know the answer to the question like you're saying. It's not right. necessarily result-oriented. It's not going to go perfect all the time. And I don't think Jesus expects it to go perfect, mm -hmm. but it's more about like, got to just do a Nike check and just do it. <laughs> that reminds me of a, a book that I've been reading that Kyle gave me. It's called Indestructible. Mm. And there was a scene in there where um, the author, he was a speaker at a conference and so he was speaking at this conference and then he was asking the Lord, like, did what I said make a difference? Mm. And then what the Lord responded to him was, it's not with, it's not what you said. It's what I do with the words that you said. Mm -hmm. Right. And so a lot of times I think we, we focus so much on the words that we're saying, or we have to say the right thing, kind of like you were talking about, Brett, but really it's what is the Lord going to do with those words? Mm -hmm. And so if we don't have give him anything to work with, mm -hmm. then he's not going to do anything with it. Right. So we just need to step in and be obedient and speak out the words that he gives us and then watch him do the work. Yeah. Yeah. We're just providing the entry point so that he can do his thing. Mm -hmm. So before we wrap up, uh, one thing I did want to do is I wanted to give John an opportunity to share with other people about Catalyst Stories, our sister podcast. So if you are not aware, we do have a sister podcast called Catalyst Stories and it's just full of testimonies of people sharing about just different things that the Lord has done. Sometimes it's in their whole life story. Sometimes it's a specific event, but really it's been something that's been really encouraging and John's been the, the driver of it. So John, I wanted to give you a chance to share a little bit about Catalyst Stories and um, what you're looking forward to this year for Catalyst Stories for the, for our listeners so that, you know, maybe we can get a couple more listeners for Catalyst Stories. Yeah. Yeah. Th thank you for this opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so Catalyst Stories, from my perspective, is all about remembering and sharing the things that God has done. And I, I keep going back to Deuteronomy 4, chapter 9, where God says, remember uh, the things your eyes have seen and don't let them fade from mm. from your your heart. And I know he was talking about being obedient you know, to, to the things that he told them to do. To do, but I also believe there's an element of them remembering how he got them out of slavery, all the things he did with opening up parting the Red Sea, so that he knew that by remembering those things, how they would gain strength and hope moving forward. Um, and and so uh, it's about that. I, I think Catalyst Stories is about giving a voice to our people to share uh, the things that 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 God has done, and you know, take that that step, um, exercising that faith mu muscle, as 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 you had said, and um, how that that could that could encourage uh, encourage so many other people that are listening that need that hope, mm -hmm. even believers. You know, as believers, I, I found it so inspiring on Sunday just to hear the the testimonies and and how faith building uh, that that is. So that's what uh, Catalyst Stories, uh, a part of what Catalyst Stories is about. And um, so I just encourage you, even if you you don't come on the podcast, um, to continue to share the things that God has done in your life with with other people, and it, and you'll be blessed as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, a couple a couple episodes ago, we talked about hope and how the enemy tries to attack our hope. Mm -hmm. And so, if you're in a season where you feel like you need hope, that's one of the reasons that we have Catalyst Stories. It's just we have an archive of stories of people experiencing the Lord, how the Lord has been faithful to them, how the Lord has blessed them, how the Lord has transformed them. And so if that's something that you need, check out Catalyst Stories, and you might find a, one or more stories in there that really inspire you and, and can take you from a place of more despair but lead you to a place of hope. Mm -hmm. Yes. And 
And I think, uh, so I, I took your, your testimony class years ago, right? And, oh, yeah. and it was, it was really um, beneficial for me too. So even the Catalyst Stories um, concept, I, I see two levels for it. It's for the listeners. They get to get inspired. But actually, when you're the one that's on the podcast going through your history again, and then like, you do a good job of connecting things and like pulling out and observing like, oh, this and God, God worked in this and that, that connects with this. And sometimes that's such a blessing for that person to go through it again. Like, oh yeah, I need to be reminded of that. Or I, I totally forgot about that aspect. And, yeah. and that's like a, just a, something to reinvigorate that testimony to bring life to that, that person a, as yeah. well as the listener. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, do you want, do you want people yeah. to come up to you and, and say, Hey, I like, I have a testimony. I'd like to do it. Or, or yeah. are you, are you approaching people? Or how, how do you do that? I think it's a combination of all of the above, but, okay. but, uh, you know, I've talked to Damon about this. Um, so last year, I think Mark Biles was the only one that came up to mm. me and said, I want to share my testimony mm. on Catalyst Stories. And yeah. I wish half our church would, would, would take that step and <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. yes, I want to share what God's yeah, doing yeah, in my life. Sure. Uh, and, and again, not, you know, because of them per se, but because of, of God, you know, right. that it's for the glory of, of yeah, God. Yeah. 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 And, awesome. Yeah, and and I really appreciate you you um, men- mentioning uh, what what you did. I I, I think that that's um, um, that that's such an important step. Um, I, what very, what's that? What which step um, that I? That oh I'm, gosh, I I'm now I'm having a brain <laughs> fart now. You um, mean like walking so, back through your your testimony? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, like, and so, I was like, wow, which one did I share? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I had a brain fart. Okay, um, the fact that that um, I I think what people discover when they when oh, they yeah. they evaluate uh, what God has done in their life, they realize that some things that happen in their life they they are they're all connected mm. and, and and they are testimonies because one step that they took led to something else mm. so it's not so so i i really appreciate you highlighting that because i think it is important to realize that the journey is is several diff, could be several different yeah. steps or or events that happened especially like i feel like pulling back and seeing the totality yeah. of it and you see the difficult and and hard parts that in the moment, it's like there's nothing good in there. But then when you see it in the the journey that the Lord has you on, it's like, oh, now I see how He used that for the things that came later. Or, yes. and I think that that brings a lot of peace. It brings healing. It brings like a a sense of okay, I can trust God even in in those. I don't understand it yet, but I yes. I know there's a there's going to be something that works from it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've had the opportunity to be on it, so I'll be the first to say John makes it so easy. He um, he he works really hard on it and does most of the work for you. I mean, he has all the questions. He'll, you know, whatever you want to say, don't want to say, it's totally fine. He, he makes it easy, and he's easy to talk to. And so, honestly, if you if you come on, if you have if you feel like you have something to share, it's actually more work for him than it is for you. So um, don't be don't be shy or, or, or afraid because um, he makes it really easy and simple, and it it's a, it is a good way to be able to share your testimony and um, yeah, like you said, go through kind of your story or different things and and really be able to see how God has worked in your life and um, yeah, and then other people get to hear it and be encouraged. So I would definitely uh, encourage anybody who is feeling. Like they might have something, go and talk to John. Yeah, yeah my <clears throat> excuse me. My wife just recorded last week uh, her testimony. Mm-hmm. I think it just released. But I asked her hey, after it was over, hey, how'd it go? She, her first thing was, "Man, John is so prepared." Yeah, <laughs> she was. She's like, it was so easy because he he knew exactly the questions to ask and like how to draw out the and make the story like just flow. And she's like, it was so easy because he was so prepared. So. Yeah, he came today yeah. to to engage the flush and was like, "You novices, <laughs> no, not, not at all, off not, the dome, not, off the dome, not at all." But but I can see where I guess I'm buying lunch today, right? <laughs> Something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you guys have have, have done. Yeah, I I should just hire you all as as the, the promotional uh, the promotion and marketing staff for Catalyst Stories. No, we, I mean we want to spark that in our church because we want that to come out, and that's the whole. Yes. Pur- that's the heart behind your podcast, and that's we right. want people to get that. And it's it's for the benefit of our church, but it's for the benefit of that person too. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
And, and I think there's another aspect that we haven't hit on is that, you know, most people don't know the reach of catalyst stories. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some of us in here get a chance to look at some of the analytics and things like that. And, uh, one of the cool things, I don't know about you, but I don't see 300 people sitting in service on a Sunday morning. So, you know, there are some episodes of Catalyst Stories that are being listened to over 300 times, right? And so that's more than the number of people in our church. So some people are sharing that. Some people outside of our church are hearing some of these stories and being encouraged by it. And we don't know the reach of it, mm. of it right? And so it could just be just like in our uh, Bible reading there's people that are coming to the Lord that we don't even know about because mm. of the stories that are being shared and because of the platform that we have and the way that we, you know, are able to release it online now, the reach is, is, is really far. And it, it's not just people that we are sharing with, like I'm sharing my story with the people around me, but we're able to share other people's stories. We're able to spread it out. And so, um, the evangelistic side, the outreach side of Catalyst Stories is is, is really important. And I, I really feel like that's something that the Lord has prompted us to participate in. And he's going to use that to reach out to other people that don't know him. Adding links to the chain. But, I, but it's funny, too, because I think that that's another thing that just sparked uh, in my mind is that it's not just for, like, salvation. It's not links in those chains. It's links in... Um, discipleship and growth and like um, people either returning to the Lord or just en enhancing their their appreciation and love for the Lord. So it's it's not just our testimonies aren't just salvation things, right? And that's that's a great tool and it's an awesome tool, but it's also for our fellow believers to just encourage and build them up as well. So John, do you want to close us off with your? Catalyst Stories ending. I think it's appropriate for this episode. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, I just want to say I feel like, you know, it kind of like what you were saying, Kyle, that the journey is, the testimonies are still being written, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the journey is ongoing. So um, hopefully that, that gives us excitement to wake up every day knowing what God has in store moving forward because he's, he's going to continue working and, and filling in the pages of, of our journey with, with more testimonies. So with that, uh, take the time to reflect on and share your God-given stories and see how God uses you to become a catalyst of encouragement and inspiration to others. God bless. So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season.